Ready? Born ready. Dame individually does not have ownership of the copyright, so he cannot individually sell one-third interest of a copyright for reasonable doubt. However, what can Dame do, and what is not blocking him, or what, what is he not precluded from doing? Dame can sell his one-third interest in Rockefeller. You want to waste my time? Okay. I call my lawyer. He's such a good lawyer that by tomorrow morning, you're going to be working in Alaska. So dress warm. Hey, man, this is episode one of That's Law with attorney Durante Partridge. Look, man, um, man, that, that's the mood right now. That's the mood right now. I'm so happy to be here. The good folks over at Just Eldridge Media, they got me sitting in the leather chair right now, man. I'm, I'm real plush right now. What's up, Eldridge? The boss, man. I had to shout the boss out for the first episode. Hey, look, I want to say you calling me the boss, but you actually recorded a nicer place to me. Man, <laughs> man, stop. That's the boss, man. So right, we gotta, I got a cloth chair, not a leather chair. <laughs> man, we got to shout out the boss, man. They got me. Uh, they got me up in here plush, man. I appreciate it. We got we got big keys behind the boards, man. What's up, Keith? Yes, sir. Sound effect, man, producing, just everything that you hear, everything that you hear, my guy put together, man. So I do just want to say, uh, before we get into this episode, man, yeah. we, we are excited to have you here oh, man. at Jess Elders Media, man. It brings a level of legitimacy <laughs> um, to have an attorney of your accomplishments, hey, of your caliber on the team. Uh, so for those that are listening, man, this is episode one. Yes. Uh, look forward to seeing episode 100. I know what it looks like to be on the beginning of that journey. <laughs> no so, doubt. So uh, it's coming, man. So what man. you giving the people this week? Man, this week, man, we got some good stuff. But before I get into any of that, I have to give my disclaimer because, look, at the end of the day, I am a lawyer. But I'm not y'all's lawyer unless you pay me a retainer. So any information received or heard on this podcast is not to be taken as legal advice. It's for entertainment purposes only. So you got it? All right, cool. So I, I think they got it. I think at this point we can move forward. I feel comfortable with moving forward. But before we, I guess, get into that, man, let me let me tell you guys a little bit about what this podcast is intended for. This is something I've wanted, I've wanted to do for some time. I've been thinking about it and just jotting things down. And I've tried my hand at producing a podcast and being behind the scenes. And I, shit, I, I'm like Andre. The South got something to say. I got something to say. So in this situation, I, I want to talk about some business stuff. I want to talk about law. Um you know, I got some stuff outside of entertainment law that I want to speak on as well. Maybe some social, political topics, things like that. But we're going to always revert back to the law and just be rooted in the facts and, you know, just, just keep it all the way straight and legal to help you guys out, to, you know, guide you whatever whatever you guys are doing. So, so that's pretty much what this podcast is for, and that's what this podcast is about. Uh, I am the managing partner of Lions Den Legal. 
That is a boutique law firm based in Atlanta. Um, yeah, that's the move. So our law firm specializes in entertainment law and business. So we work with a lot of creatives. We work with a lot of entrepreneurs. So that's what this podcast is about. That's what the podcast is geared towards, those entertainers and entrepreneurs and, you know, just people that are enthused by those particular areas. So without further ado, today we're going to talk about this Dame Dash Rockefeller situation with reasonable doubt. Um, if you've been under a rock, you probably don't know that, firstly, reasonable doubt turned 25 a couple of days ago. Just history. 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 Dope album. Dope album. Yeah, man. History. Jay-Z's first album. If you've never heard it, go stream it now. No, I'm not getting paid by Jay-Z or Rockefeller or Rock Nation, but <laughs> it's just the album that I really love. But, uh, but, but, Jay, if you're listening, throw your, throw your boy a check or something for that shout out for that plug. But anyway, yep. <laughs> but anyway, moving forward, um, you know, this situation, it basically boils down to a situation where if we take it back, let's take it back to, to 90, 95, 96 when this album came out. You got three friends. You got Jay-Z, you got Dame Dash, you got Biggs or Kareem Burke. They started Rockefeller, the record label. This is Jay-Z's first album from that label. This is before he signed with Def Jam and, you know, before he's this multi-billionaire that he is today. You know, this this guy is a mafioso rapper. Dame Dash is from the streets. Kareem is from the streets as well. They created this thing, didn't know where it would take them. Fast forward some 25 years later, they're beefing. The beef, you know, it's been kind of building up between Jay-Z and Dame Dash. You know, they had the situation where they split at one point. And it was like parents splitting. It was heartbreaking to watch because some artists went with Dame, some went with Jay. Uh, And there was beef internally with the different artists. You know, personally for me, heartbreaking because I love Rockefeller back in the day. I think one of my favorite albums you know from jay-z is probably volume two hard knock life um and that just really started my enthusiasm and fanship if you will of rockefeller but when they had that riff you know and half of the artists went one way the other half went another way it just continued to escalate and just build up i mean jay-z is is dame dash's one of his kids godfather if i'm not mistaken and now for it to be a situation where they're just completely at odds, and, and we know that that's the case because now we got the law involved. Um, you know, they're they're just completely at odds. Don't see eye to eye. They're not friends anymore. It's truly the end of an era. So, what do we do? And and this is for specifically those people who are just starting out, whether in business or in music. You know, you have an idea. You have some friends around you. You guys are starting out something. So I want y'all to listen very closely to this podcast and take notes and, and just really understand, you know, what's happening and, and how you guys can protect yourself and, and help yourself moving forward. But to get to this particular situation again, you know, Dame Dash a couple of days ago, a week ago, tried to auction off 
through an NFT, one third interest of the copyright for reasonable doubt. And in response, Rockefeller filed a lawsuit against them to block it. Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records reportedly scored a victory in court on Tuesday, June 22nd. According to TMZ, a judge ruled Rockefeller co-founder Damon Dash is prohibited from selling Hove's 1996 debut Reasonable Doubt as a non-fungible token, at least for now. The ruling is only temporary, but sources close to the case said the federal judge determined Jay-Z and Rockefeller's arguments were credible and correct. However, more filings from Damon Dash's side are likely to follow. Rockefeller and high-profile attorney Alex Spyro filed the lawsuit on Friday, June 18th, claiming Damon Dash has no rights to auction off reasonable doubt as an NFT. Although the auction never took place, Dash was still accused of frantically scouting for another venue to make the sale, in an attempt to collect what he believes he's owed. But Dash begs to differ and says the lawsuit is full of inaccuracies, pointing out it's not just reasonable doubt he's trying to sell, rather it's his entire stake in Rockefeller Records. He claims Jay-Z attempted to buy his one-third share of Rockefeller in March at a price he deemed unacceptable, so he's simply looking for another buyer. When and if he finds the buyer, Dash says, under the terms of the deal with the potential buyer, the buyer would buy my share of Rockefeller Records and Jay-Z will have exclusive administration rights. And the lawsuit was successful. Uh, he was not able to sell the copyright uh, his or his interest in the copyright as it relates to that because the court found that it was against his ownership of the business. He doesn't have direct ownership uh, of that, of the copyright for reasonable doubt. So he wasn't able to sell it. So y'all are probably looking at looking at me and listening you know, to this thing right now, like what is he talking about? Copyright and ownership and all of that good stuff. So I think it's important to dial back a little bit and, and let's talk about the structure of Rockefeller. So as I've already said, you know, Dame, Jay, and, and Biggs, they created Rockefeller. Uh, in the midst of that, they established Rockefeller Incorporated, which all three of them own equal interest in Rockefeller Incorporated. So they, you know, Rockefeller Incorporated is not a publicly traded company or anything like that. So it's just the three of them that own the company. Um, so with any music that is owned by way of copyright, they all own the music collectively or at least receive proceeds from the music. Let's say it that way because they don't own the copyright. The company does. Uh, the company is a separate entity from that of the individual. So again, as a byproduct of the music selling and, you know, making revenue and generating revenue, they get a check from that, but they specifically cannot, you know, as the judge pointed out, sell their interest in a copyright. Uh, what can they do? What can Dame sell? And, and we'll talk about this a little bit further um, later in this episode. But, you know, Dame has the right to potentially sell his ownership of the company, not necessarily that specifically of the copyright, but the company itself, Rockefeller. So getting back into, I guess, the chronology, if you will, of this situation. Um, Dame Dash, Jay-Z have been going back and forth. Now we're at this point where a lawsuit has been filed. Dame can't sell his position or his portion. And also in the lawsuit, Jay-Z's lawyer, or, well, let me not say Jay-Z's lawyer because it's, it's Rockefeller lawyer uh, specifically. Rockefeller's lawyer is saying that Dame shouldn't have any interest as it relates to reasonable doubt. And should not have any, I guess, say so as to how the album is uh, negotiated or making money from it or anything along those lines, which 
I don't necessarily agree with that. Again, he's a one-third owner of the company, so he should definitely continue to eat off of it and, and have say-so. But I think this is one of those situations traditionally where if you're not getting along with your business partners, then it, it makes it difficult to do business with them. I mean, let's just... Let's just, I guess, talk about, you know, from a sibling perspective. You, you grew up with your brothers and sisters, and, you know, all the time, back in the day, you guys were playing the Sega or PlayStation or whatever, and when somebody loses, somebody gets upset. Or maybe you want to play one game and someone else doesn't want to play that. You know, there's a disagreement. So, you know, maybe an argument or a fight ensues as it relates to that. But, you know, it just makes it hard to, I guess, coexist with that person in that particular time. And I think that's what we have here in this situation. I mean, you know, there have been multiple reports, and I don't want to get too deep into the uh, pop culture or social commentary as it relates to this thing, but, you know, there there have been multiple reports where Dame Dash is, you know, stated to have gone off in board meetings and things like that because as a corporation, you still have to have board meetings. You know, that's a requirement of, of being incorporated uh, versus that of an LLC, which is, is not required uh, typically in, in those types of business entities. But with the with the corporation, at the very least, you have to have those corporate meetings. So in those meetings, you know, it just makes it hard for the, the parties to talk and to work through their issues or anything like that. So, you know, we're a long way, you know, from the 90s, the late 90s when Rockefeller was at the, the pinnacle of this thing, right, um, to where we are now. So um, it, it's just tough. So to liken that to what you guys may experience, let's let's talk about it a little bit. Like I said before, gave the example that you might want to start a business with your friend or get into the music industry. Um, how, how would that look? Or how would that work for you guys as you guys are uh, working with your business partners and, you know, you got a dispute? Uh, in fact, you know, the, the, the CEO, my boss, I had a situation like that. Don't want to get too deep into it, but nonetheless, had a situation. And uh, you know, we had to work that out. And, you know, for client confidentiality, I don't want to get into that or whatnot. But, you know, it, it ended up being a situation where we had to, to work it out and, you know, remove him from the business and go from there. So y'all are probably like, man, how, how why can't Dame do this if he's a third owner of the company, right? So in this situation, what happens is the copyright is specifically and the copyright and masters rather, as it relates to reasonable doubt, it's assigned to the company. So the company owns it 100 percent. So we have three members of the corporation uh, company, corporation, same thing, interchangeable, who all receive proceeds or benefits, you know, from that of a company uh, and they split three ways. However, individually, they don't own the copyrights. The company does. And again, they are the individuals are separate from that of the company. So in that situation, you know, the company would, as a whole, because the three of them compose the company, they would have to make a decision un together as it relates to m moving the copyright or, you know, anything with regard to reasonable doubt. Do we know, do we know where Big stand on all this? We don't. Ironically, he's not said anything, but we can allude to the fact that he's probably on the side of Jay-Z because the lawyers for Rockefeller are 
only targeting out of Dame Dash, and Dame Dash is the only one trying to sell uh, his interest, you know, through an NFT. So Biggs has, you know, been quiet about it, and, you know, in recent times as well, since he was released from prison, uh, it appears that he's been working closely with Jay-Z as well. So it, it sounds like he might be in a position where he doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds him, so to speak, if that makes sense. So so that's, that's how that works, you know, as it relates to that. And, you know, as far as protecting yourself, you know, the thing that I advise clients, as I have advised you, is when you're starting a new entity, you know, whether it be a corporation or whether it's a limited liability company or LLC, you want to have a set of rules as it relates to those entities. Uh, be it bylaws for your corporation or be it your, um, you know, any agreements that you have internally as it relates to how the owners are to operate in these situations. Uh, I've started businesses for a number of clients, and so long as they have multiple members or multiple owners within the company, you have to have that outlined because, you know, it, it's, it's a common theme. You know, when money starts to roll around, and power and things like that, who who has the majority say so, you know what I mean? Or how do we make decisions and things like that? If it's just two of us, you know, who has the tie-breaking decision-making, you know, and how does that work and how does it look? And if you don't have it outlined up front, you know, either by an agreement or just some general understanding, then it's very hard, you know, when you do have a dispute to work those disputes out. So I just advise clients at the very beginning – Let's talk through those conversations now. They can be real tough conversations, but at the end of the day, it can save a big headache down the line. So it's just really about getting out in front of it and, and doing it, basically. What's up, family? It's your boy, Eldridge, and I'm going to be real. I'm coming at you because I need your support. Uh, from the beginning, you have always had my back. I can think about when I started MADE, Motivated Adults Developing Excellence, a leadership development program making better leaders in our community. Because of your donation, your hours of volunteering, we were able to impact hundreds, I would argue even thousands of young people throughout the community and throughout the country. Shortly after that, we brought you Spendify, a digital platform that is still helping you find amazing black-owned businesses in your community. Because of your support, we were able to get on CNN, go on V103. I'm in Ebony Magazine because y'all believe in me. Next... I landed in the world of podcasting, and I'm going to be real, I feel like I'm at home. When I get on this mic right here, my passion, my personality, everything comes together in such a beautiful way that the listeners are telling us that they hear us, they want more of us. And because of that, I'm coming to you now. I'm proud to announce that I'm launching the Just Elders Media Company. Just Elders Media will be creating positive, impactful, entertaining, and educating content every week. Not just my show, but several shows. And I can only do this with your support. Do me a favor. Go to JustElgersMedia.com so you can learn more about what I'm doing and how you can get involved. And I promise you, if you support me on this venture, you'll be glad that you had a front row seat. Talk to you soon. I would love to share the vision with you. All right, so overall, you know, here, here's what we have. We have a situation where Dame Dash, through NFT, tried to auction off one-third ownership of Reasonable Doubt. We have a judge that said, nah, eh, eh, can't do that, and blocked them from doing it. So the law is, as it relates to this situation, again, 
the company owns the copyright. Dame individually does not have ownership of the copyright, so he cannot individually sell one-third interest of a copyright for reasonable doubt. However, what can Dame do? And what is not blocking him? Or, or what what is he not precluded from doing? Dame can sell his one-third interest in Rockefeller. So I'm petitioning about 30 of my closest friends. Let's all pitch in. Let's let's buy Dame Dash's interest. I got five on it. How much y'all got? Hey, I put in on that. <laughs> I put it in on it. How, how much do you think he'll sell it for? Man, I don't know. I think it's it's not been reported what Jay-Z has offered him, but, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably in the tens of millions, if not more, you know. And because, honestly, because he does have the right to sell, Jay-Z going to fold and give him whatever he wants. Probably so, because, I mean, you know, you don't you don't want that – third-party person that doesn't understand Rockefeller, that doesn't understand how the business should flow or anything like that, or understand the nature of the business in your business because that can make it rough as well. I mean, just just think, you know, a situation where you and your friends started a business, you guys have a culture as it relates to the business, but then you go and sell it to someone that doesn't understand your culture and doesn't understand the business. It just makes it really challenging you know, to operate the business and just keep the business going. So, again, I understand it, y'all. Let's put our money together. Let's let's buy this thing. What's up, Keith? Damn. Nah, but I, I had a question, though. Um, could the business be set up to where reasonable doubt with the masters of it is owned by Rockefeller, and then after that, Jay-Z as an artist owns the rest of his masters? Like, he set it up to say, all right, Volume one, Blueprint, Jay-Z, the artist, owns that. But because it was the first album in the business, mm. you know, it's the first album. Right. Because could could, I'm wondering, you know, how does that cut up? Because, like you said, you don't want a third party just having control or whatever. Right. But he definitely has control of everything else that he does. Absolutely. And and, and I failed to mention, and where, where that comes in at, the reason why Rockefeller has this ownership of reasonable doubt is, is based on Jay-Z's contract with them. As an artist, he's he's a part of the company. He's co-owner of the company, but he also signed himself to the company as well. So with that being said, the signature him signing to the company, he signed over the rights to reasonable doubt also to the company. So, again, all three of them own it and he doesn't own it. Later in his career, he was able to maneuver and buy his masters for majority of his other albums because I believe Rockefeller still owns a couple of the other albums as well in the catalog. But nonetheless, he was able to buy back most of his catalog and he's able to maneuver and do what he sees fit. So if he wanted to sell a third interest in, you know, something that he wholly owns, he can do that. But in this situation, Rockefeller owns it. So it would need to be a situation. And I think that's what you'd have here. If, if in all honesty, and it sounds like there might be some, I don't want to say hate, but, you know, with the beef between Dame and Jay, there might be some issue as it relates to, well, if I sell Jay this, he's just going to go and own everything outright, you know, because Biggs is working with them, so there might not be any resistance as it relates to that. So do I just want to hand this over to him, or do I want to make him sweat and make him pay me, you know, what whatever it is that I'm asking for in this situation? So it's no telling, man, but, but that's the reason why. 
in a nutshell that uh you know jay-z doesn't have sole ownership and rockefeller does in this situation of of that particular album so yeah wrapping up the best thing for you guys to do when you're doing starting a business make sure you have your agreements line agreements lined up make sure you guys know how you're going to move forward and you know make sure that you understand if a dispute arises this is how you're going to take care of it don't be like Dame Dash and, you know, try to go for a money grab or anything like that because you'll get blocked. So, you know, that's that's that. But uh, thank you all for turning in. I think now we're going to turn to some questions that you guys may have. Keith, we got any questions today? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I got to call my brother. I better call my housekeeper. I got to call my lawyer. Can I make a phone call to my lawyer? that sound good? I want to check with my attorney. Mama, call my lawyer, call it time to go to trial. Don't read me no charges, call my lawyer. I said I need a lawyer. Alright, alright. Today's question actually comes from Mike Dunlap out of Decatur. Mike Dunlap out of Decatur. Eastside. Uh, he said he is in the process of starting a new business. Okay. Um, he hears everyone talks about LLCs. Yeah. But what is the form of a corporation he should choose? Incorporation, LLC. So it looks like you basically asking, is LLC the number one choice or what are the other structures that he should use right. when it comes to starting his business? Man. Good question. Appreciate yeah. you, Mike. Good question, Mike. Good question. Mike, it really depends on what you're trying to do. And, again, this is not legal advice either way, but uh, it depends on what you're trying to do, Mike. LLC is a flexible and a common uh, form form of business that you can start in the state of Georgia. Uh, you also have the opportunity to do a corporation, uh, be it an S-Corp or C-Corp. And we can break down that a little bit more, but um, it, it just really depends with the LLC a uh, couple of advantages that you have as it relates to that is pass-through taxation. And pass-through taxation basically is where you're taxed according to, you know, how you are as an individual, so to speak. So in this situation, for instance, uh, if you have any losses or if you're making money under the LLC and you're losing money under the LLC, then it's exactly, you know, how you would file your taxes as an individual. Um, so that's, that's one of the benefits as it relates to that, because you, you can put yourself in a higher tax bracket, uh, with the LLC, depending on how much you're making for the company. But at the same time, if you're spending a lot of money as well, you could reduce your tax liability at the same time. So it really just depends on, again, what you're doing. Uh, some of the benefits with a corporation, you know, kind of the same thing, looking at taxation, uh, with a corporation, we have double taxation because we have uh, taxes on shares that you may hold from the corporation. And then we have also taxes on income uh, that is made from the corporation. So if you're in a high tax bracket, so to speak, and you're not you know, taking in a lot of dividends, you know, you individually could be taxed at a lower rate than that of the corporation. Uh, so it could give you a little bit of protection as it relates to that and, and, you know, keep a little bit of money in your pockets, basically. So uh, what I would suggest is that you give us a call, uh, Lions Den Legal, hit us up. We can walk you through, 
you know, that process and how that looks specifically for your company. And if anybody has a question like that, uh, definitely feel free to, to hit us up and, and, and we'll definitely walk you through it and, and guide you. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Lions Den Legal, uh, Facebook the same, and Google also, uh, Lions Den Legal or lionsdenlegal.com. Uh, we'll take you to the direct website. So look us up, hit us up, and let's do some business. All right, y'all. So that concludes the first episode. Man. Dang. I tell you what, I was sweating bullets in this thing, man. I got the boss here. I got, you know, my producer, Keith, man. Crazy, crazy show. Thank y'all for tuning in. We're going to, you know, continue to deliver quality content week after week and just, you know, continue yeah. to get better. So appreciate you guys again. And, you know, remember that no information given out over this podcast is construed or should be construed as legal advice. Uh, I'm not your lawyer. I, I would love to be. So hit us up as it relates to that. But nonetheless, this is all for entertainment purposes. Have to give that disclaimer again. And, you know, just before we get out of here, just have to remind you guys, when you're starting a business or you're in the music industry, it's not about opinions. It's not about facts. It's about the law. That's law. Peace, y'all. Thank <laughs> you.